I will just say right now, right out the gate. Yeah. I'm a little concerned about either the length or the vibe of this episode. Because (laughs) (laughs) this movie we watched, kind of a bummer. And also the kind of bummer where like, I don't have much to say about it other than... That it was kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think, I think, I have some to say about it, and I think it's okay if this episode is like, I think as long as we can get it to 30 minutes, we're good. Yeah. And I have some. We'll do our best. (laughs) (laughs) Which is our motto for every episode. We'll do our best. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and also because, again, I do think that the main discussion of this movie is going to kind of get in a bummer territory, I was thinking for this cold open, um, I thought of what I think is maybe the funniest joke I've ever thought of, and I'd like to share it with you. Okay. Right now. Lay it on me. So we can start off on a positive. Gotta get, gotta... Come on down to the annual insectophobe uh, convention... Be there or there's a beware. <laughs> what? Because they're afraid of insects. So you say be, you normally say be there, be square. <laughs> That's be there. just the vibe. That's already bee. a joke. That's the Michael with the bee joke. Yeah, but I've changed it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it last night and I kept laughing at it. Just to myself, and I tried to tell it to my family members, and no one thought it was funny. Because it's not. Or at least, it's not original. It's Oh, it's certainly not original, but I do think the idea of a big convention of people who are afraid of bugs is really funny. You really want that to be our cold open? <laughs> I don't know. Really, I just wanted to share. Would you go to a bug convention? Uh, sorry, to clear like a convention of bugs or a convention no, 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 for no, no, people no. who do not like bugs. Would you go to a, a convention of people for people who do not like bugs? No. What do wait wait, wait what do they do? Because they obviously there aren't bugs there. I'm assuming they don't want to look at pictures of bugs or hear about well, bugs. So it's just it's, like <laughs> just kind of like a fun weekend, and they just do everything <laughs> but bugs. It's a fun, guaranteed, bug-free weekend. I'd, I'd, except I'd for, totally go on that. Except for that's why I wouldn't go, because you just know some fucking prankster is going to come, and they're going to show up, and they're going to have a bug. <laughs> just I just know. A single bug. Yeah, just one bug. What's your favorite What's your favorite bug? My favorite bug? Yeah. Uh, Rosy maple moth, for sure. <laughs> Where the fuck did you pull that from? From my brain, it's my favorite bug. What do you oh. mean where did I pull that? You asked me my favorite bug. I'm giving you my favorite bug. Do you want to see a picture? They're adorable. I, sh- I mean, sure, I'll look at a picture. If it's scary, I'm going to be mad at you. I don't like scary bugs. I okay, like cute okay, bugs. Okay. And this is a this is a cute bug. Here, look. Uh, boop. Everybody Google rosy maple moths. They're adorable. It looks like a hermit crab. It's a moth. What's wrong with you? No, doesn't it look like a little crab? I guess, but I mean, bugs have legs, too. I still don't really like it. I'm sorry. Really? It's so cute. It's got big, soulful eyes. I really don't like bugs. What's your favorite bug, then? Do you have one? No, like, in theory, 
in theory, I think ladybugs are cool. I think, um, I think butterflies are cool. Caterpillar. Oh, I like silkworms. I do like silkworms. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I just think that they're cool, you know, hanging from trees from strings. Like, that's pretty dope. Have you ever eaten one? Accidentally? Mm. Like, when you're walking and you walk face first into one, you actually eaten it? Not that I was ever aware of, but I can't confirm for sure that I haven't. You know that thing, that statistic where it's like, everybody eats five spiders a year? Yeah. That's gotta be fake, right? I don't know. I had a friend, um... I don't know if you know her, but she um, <laughs> she used to just eat spiders to freak us out. What? No! What? No! <laughs> yeah. So one time, so listen. Here it is. This is what this is the important part. This is the cold open. My so audio had, just clipped so bad. I I had a visceral reaction. I have. I launched okay. myself away from my computer. <laughs> so at my school, we learned to play violin. You did at your school as well, because we're yeah. hippies. Um, but I also took private violin lessons outside of school. So me and a few kids that all took private lessons were allowed to go off and work on our own music instead of being in the class, because we were, like, ahead of the class. Now, what this mm -hmm. meant is that we went to the auditorium and fucked around for an hour. And so one time we were in the auditorium, and there was a spider, and it was near me, and I freaked out, and I asked this girl because i knew she wasn't afraid of spiders i asked her oh can you grab it and just like throw it outside and she walked up and stared me in the eyes no. and she she didn't eat it alive she smacked it and then scooped it up and put it in her mouth and then at because it i started screaming and because it freaked me out so much she then made it a thing that whenever she was around me she would try to eat spiders in front of me <laughs> the worst kind of power move I know. Oh my god. So do you think that maybe that spider eating statistic is because they were counting her <laughs> and she just eats so many spiders that it offset the average? Probably, yeah. It's awful. Anyways, you want to talk about um, a movie? Yeah, but I don't know if I'm going to fucking feel safe now after this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you started it with your bad joke. I guess I did. And I'm Shannon, and here on Brody Quest, what we like to do is we like to take a deep dive in chronological order into the works of prolific actor Adam Brody. Uh, Joe, tell me what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about the 2003 slash four film Missing Brendan, um, which is a film about a family who goes back to Vietnam to try and recover the body of their son who was uh who went missing in action. Yeah. So really cheery. <laughs> There's a pit of dread in my stomach and I don't know if it's from that spider shit that you said <laughs> or it's from the thought of having to podcast about such a heavy topic. 
So this movie was also hard to track down. We couldn't find it anywhere and once again had to buy an actual physical DVD of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to watch it, tough luck. <laughs> Get on eBay. But, um, but I mean, really, I kind of already gave the quick summary. Like, do you want to just jump right into the details? Do you have any kind of general things to say first? No, I don't have any general <laughs> thoughts. We can just get into it. Okay. I'll get to all of my thoughts later. Um. Well, before I, I actually, I I actually now do have some more general things that I just want to talk real quick about this. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's fine. Um, because um, I decided I was gonna try and do a little research, mm-hmm. and I found very little. <laughs> I did find, I did find um, its page on Letterboxd. Okay. Which I don't know. Do you use Letterboxd? No. I love Letterboxd. Uh, you, it's just like you can you can use it to like catalog when you watch a movie and rate it, and then see what other people have rated, and then people will make like you can make lists of movies. It's just a cool website, cool app. Um, so it has the Joe seal of approval. Everybody, go get on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, but so I found <laughs> today's episode <laughs> sponsored by Letterboxd. I wish. Um, I found I found its page and it has been cataloged, meaning like watched mm-hmm. by five people. Hell yeah, our homies, the um, people. One of which, one of which who liked it. Oh, <laughs> and four of whom, four of whom gave it a rating. Uh huh. And uh, I just want to tell you some of the lists that it's on that Please. people have like put it on. Yeah. So. The first list is called Underseen, less than 10 views. <laughs> so good start, good start. Um, yeah. The next one is... I lo- the next wait, one- I, wait, I love how the... I love how it's not a... It, it's not underrated. It is not an indication of quality. It's just not a lot of people have seen this. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The next one, this is the full title, is I'm in my room alone bored and I'll be making a list of every movie that comes to my mind until I get bored with that. Okay, so someone had thought of this movie outside of the context of yeah. the internet. Wow. Huh. Yeah, which is impressive. So already you can see we're lining up for a really great film. Yeah. And the funny thing is it, it wasn't like a bad movie. No. It was just... Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, it opens with what I actually... What I really love, this driving shot of like the Chicago skyline mm-hmm. and I it started with that and I was like oh I love that shot but then there were like 20 driving shots and I was like okay actually yeah. maybe this is too much sort of a mono's hands of fate kind of intro just a lot of driving I will say that the score that they put over it does kind of slap I made a note of it um mm-hmm. but it is a long time yeah yeah and because they like cut between they like have a shot and then they list one cast member, and then they have another shot, and then they, it just takes so long. Mm-hmm. So it opens up with this old man who is clearly very sick. From the beginning, it's clear he's very sick. Yeah. And he goes to see his son, and he's like, hey, they found some new evidence about where Brendan may have gone missing, so, like, let's go over to Vietnam and try and find him. Yeah. And this son... Uh, whose name is Bob, also fought in the war. So he's like, 
has a lot of uh, PTSD surrounding that and doesn't particularly want to go back to Vietnam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> and then there's another character, there's another son who I don't even remember his name, but he's like the big business man. Um, his name was Sean. Yeah, Sean. Uh, I was about to look it up, but then you remembered. And he's like, uh, you know, I don't even know what business. It's just that he's like, he's, he's you know, really uh, invested in his work. And that's like a thing of tension within the family. Because like yeah. the whole trip, he's still kind of paying attention and like trying to do his work. And they're like, dude, we are literally searching for our son right now. Um, and then the, the other important character is the grandson. Well, also, sorry, uh, part of the thing with his business is that he is, uh, he has investors in Hanoi, Vietnam, and he also yeah. ref uh, didn't fight in the Vietnam War, and so th that's like Which the he, tension. It, it's is not that... just that he didn't fight, he, he went to Canada so that yeah, he, he would not, yeah, yeah. So the two brothers kind of hate each other because of... <laughs> Those reasons. And then there's the grandson, Patrick, played by Adam Brody, who... Beautiful, dumb idiot boy. Yes, and I here's, here's my biggest problem with the film, mm -hmm. is that I think he was supposed to be, like, the, like the comedic relief. Yeah. But, but it just didn't... Which, once again, he's normally so good at, and, like, he was good, he was funny, but, like, the writers didn't put weren't able to like cohesively put together those humorous parts and the very serious and sad parts of this movie mm -hmm. like the writers just they wrote very funny parts for adam brody and they wrote very serious parts for the rest and they just didn't figure out how to blend them well what what's also interesting is that like they wrote very serious parts for adam as well but like they never yeah they never mixed the two so mm -hmm. it, there were some scenes where i'm like oh hey it kind of seems like maybe i was supposed to have been laughing at that but i'm still bummed out from like the last 10 scenes i watched where everyone's kind of airing out their personal traumas and like it's a tough line to 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 thread like it is a hard thing to do so i can't exactly like fault them for not being able to pull it off but it does make for an awkward viewing experience to be sure yeah um so they they fly to vietnam and they meet with this like archaeologist who now her specialty is she like helps try and recover um missing people from the war and so they go with her and they like go to this new, once again, like, I don't remember exactly, they had found, you know, like, new stuff that made it seem like there was a, you know, crash site, so they're, like, looking through this crash site, hoping to find it, and very early on in the movie, this uh, Vietnamese man, like, comes up, oh, man. and is, like, uh, he doesn't speak English, but his daughter speaks English, and he comes up and he's like, I know where a body is. Like, I remember I was here during the war and I remember seeing it crash. Like, I know where the body is. And like the daughter is translating this. Because he and, buried him. Yes, because he's like, I found the body and I buried him. So like, I know where, I, you know, I can show you. And this other guy that's with them is just like, fuck off. 
<laughs> and everyone's kind of like, what? And he's like, no, fuck off. Like, the locals do this. They just want money, and then they'll, like, scam you. But and he's not like, asking so- for money. <laughs> yeah, he's not at all asking, so there's, like, no harm in it. But, like, it takes so much work to convince them to trust him and go, just go look where he's saying, like... So they finally do, and then he, like, can't remember where it is. Because he's and then the an guy's old, like, old man. Yeah, and the guy's like, the other guy's like, see, I told you. And it's like, no, he, that wasn't, he didn't scam you, he just <laughs> you st- got confused. <laughs> he still didn't take any money from you, he just got confused and lost in this forest. It's okay. Yeah. So they keep, they keep doing their digging work, and uh, at the same time, Patrick is like kind of falling not falling but he's like flirting with this girl that's there and his dad is being um racist racist. there's some (laughs) there's a lot of that in this movie there's a lot of it yes it ranges from casual to explicit yes and he's he says he tells him stay away from the locals and so like he's getting really mad that that his that Patrick is like hanging out with this girl who was also helping them at the dig site. So like, yeah, sh- there is nothing to that should lead like him to mistrust this girl. So it's super duper racist. Yeah. I, yeah man. And it, <laughs> I, I don't even really want to like to t- go talk that much about that aspect, the, that aspect of this movie but then I'd just be ignoring most of the movie if I'm being honest. Yeah, let me I, it's like, let me just say let me just say, well, can I quickly because I'm ar- I've already almost just summed up the whole movie, can I quickly just <laughs> finish doing that? Yeah. And then we go can ahead. try and talk about maybe some of the nuances. <laughs> um so this like militia comes along and like basically kicks them out is like you're not allowed to be here even though they have like permission to be there um did you understand why because i did not understand no i think it was just to cause tension in the movie they got halfway through writing it and they realized they had nothing yeah so they like kick them out and they like ruin you know they like go and kick through their dig site and mess up everything they had like planned out um and so they're like, okay, well, guess we got to go home tomorrow. And, but then there's like this scene where they're like, no, like we still have one day. And they just like start digging again, even mm-hmm. though like it's, it's, it's this nice moment where they're like, even though it's basically hopeless, they're just going to spend the rest of the time they have doing everything they can. Um, So that's really nice. And then the old man comes back and is like, wait, I remember now. I was confused before, but I know where I buried the body now. So he's like, follow me. And they're all desperate. So they're like, yeah, sure, let's go. Um, (laughs) So they go to do it. And of course, it starts like pouring rain as they're going. So now they're walking like through the mud and he finds a place and he's like, here it is. And so they're like digging through the as it's like pouring rain. They're trying to dig through the mud and they are able to find the crash site and find him and like throughout the thing they've kind of come back together as a family so that's nice have so they? there's well sort of that they've we can argued get into that now. a lot as a family i think 
I think they argue they... a lot. Yes, and like the biggest thing of I okay, I thought they actually did a pretty good job of showcasing because whenever you talk about the Vietnam War, it's like okay, this is gonna be bad rock rocky waters like. I thought they that, did. A those waters are fully beach, my friend. Those are all. It's all rocks. There is no water there. <laughs> I thought they did a fairly good job of showcasing the different sides. Like when Sean, yeah. the uncle, was talking about why he, you know, why he wasn't a conscientious objector and stuff, and how. I know I thought that that conversation that he had, which was what that was one of the more serious scenes that Patrick had. And mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good when he was talking about like he just didn't feel like it was his place to go and kill for a reason he didn't believe in. But he still like believed in all the men who did go. And I know I just thought that they did a surprisingly good job of walking this line and kind of showing both sides and yeah. and having the two brothers who were on like such opposite sides during the war i thought they did a good job of showing it besides the fact that the dad was super duper duper racist <laughs> yeah um and also like there's a there's a scene with the with bob and his father where they're kind of talking around the subject of PTSD and like the horrors mm-hmm. of war and the 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 grandfather was in World War II and so they did a really good job of like the the grandfather's coming at it from this perspective of in World War II the the allies at the end they were the heroes you know like they yeah vanquished evil effectively yeah. is how they were treated and portrayed in uh, their homeland when they returned but the vietnam war like you were not a hero Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're and maybe you it's not that you weren't a hero you definitely weren't treated as such yeah after the fact i think they talk about uh when bob came back from the war like a girl came up to him in the airport and spat in his face or something like that yeah and like showing how the grandfather has this uh sort of inflated ego about war and then the son who still like feels very strongly about his experiences that he had in Vietnam as evidenced by all the scenes with him and his brother all still does not really believe in that war that he fought it it, like yeah it's a complicated thing to to write about and also to be able to write about it from so many different sides there's the multi-generational aspect that's going on with the grandfather the two brothers and then bob's son patrick like yeah i thought i thought that the writing was very impressive like it was a decent movie it's decently written there's a scene where the grandfather is kind of losing his mind and he sees his two sons who are kind of finally getting along over a game of catch and he sees them as they were when they were like teenagers before they before the war um, and that scene was super effective. I, I will say that it felt kind of like a play, like a lot of the way that the, it's a lot of monologuing and pointing. Yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like it might have been adapted from a play, but I couldn't find anything about that. No, that's an interesting point. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I um, I hate to bring it back to this, and mm-hmm. I swear I don't, I don't try, but. Hmm. 
But um, <laughs> that scene where he sees his two sons as teenagers again and they're throwing the ball. One of the actors... Please don't say Bones. One of the actors is like the main villain in Bones. <laughs> God damn it. This is an Adam Brody podcast. I'm so sorry. It's not my fault that Bones has seeped into every single thing in the world. Like, you can't avoid it. Bones has taken over our lives. I feel like I can't escape it. Every door I open, every corner I turn around is Bones. The show, not the part of the body, to be clear. That'd be, yeah, that'd be much more worrying. Not really. If you just saw bones everywhere you looked? Yeah, it'd be pretty tight. It's, it would be honestly kind of comforting, a lot less frightening than somehow every single television show and movie that we watch having something to do with the, the TV show Bones. I think it's wonderful, but that's just me. And every time we bring it up, some new element about the show is introduced that just feel I, like it feels like listening to someone explain Marvel comics. You know? Yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it has that level of a complicated lore on my also, end. I don't know if you noticed, but I did watch Bones on your Hulu account, and I, I hope did it notice. ruins your algorithm. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, yeah, what else can we say about this movie? I don't have that much else. I mean, I can talk about, now that we've talked about kind of the harrowing parts, I can talk about a few of the lighter moments that I liked. Yeah, can I just go over my very broad, general notes that I have real quick? Yeah. They're just like bullet points. Uh, yeah. Number one, movie's well-written. Number two, it's kind of cheesily edited. It was 2003. Oh, well, what can you do? Uh, number three, Adam Brody's hot. Number four, <laughs> um, I forgot what number four is. Number five, war is bad. I think that we should just say that now. Killing people? Not so great. That's all my thoughts. Thank you. Good night. Wow, those were those were really really good. Um, yeah, thank you. I'm 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 gonna talk about my favorite, like, cute or comedic moments. Which once again, like, they were well done. It was just confusing when they happened. Yeah. Because they weren't blended well. Um. So th the first is that um. There's this moment where they're before they leave. They're still at home. And Patrick is with his friend, and he's basically playing soldier. He, like, has his dad's medals out and has, like, painted his face to camouflage behind these, like, house plants they have. Mm -hmm. And his, like, his dad comes in and sees it and gets super mad once again because he's really sensitive about war, obviously. And he's like, I told you these aren't toys. Don't mess around. And, like, completely just yeah. yells at him. Um, this kind of ties back into the episode of Family Law because, like the the Family Law theme song says, "What is war good for?" It's absolutely nothing. Okay, Say it again. Can you shut up? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm physically incapable. That's why I started the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so his dad totally yells at him and like grabs the medals and walks away, and Patrick just turns to his friend and goes, "You want some chips?" <laughs> And that was, once again, that was, this was early on. So it was before I'd gotten as serious. So yeah. I was like, oh, like, this is going to be like a heartwarming thing for the whole family. Um, <laughs> and that, like, that moment really made me think that. But then, oh no, it got so dark. Um, also, I've realized Adam Brody is really good at pretending to sleep. 
He does it multiple times in this movie. Uh-huh. And he's just good at pretending to sleep. He's good at pretending to wake up. Yeah. Sometimes you see actors do that, you know, thing where they're like, oh, I'm waking up and they're so bad at it. Mm-hmm. But he's really believable. So props to him. There's a he there's a scene even where he pretends to pretend to sleep. And I thought that was really yeah. good, too. Yeah. He's like just so meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also he wears a ring in this. I've already said I'm a big fan of the Adam Brody ring things. Um, so brought it back just for you. Uh, there's also an adorable moment where because earlier, once again, he was sleeping and a snake got into the tent and into his cot, which oh is my crazy. god, I fucking forgot about the scene. <laughs> and he just starts screaming and freaking out. But but my point is, there's a later moment that's adorable when he's like coming back from a little picnic with the girl that he was hanging out with and he's just like stomping (laughs) and she's like what are you doing and he goes i'm keeping away the snakes and it was just very precious yeah the the when he finds the snake in his bed it's very precious too because he starts like calling for his dad like a little kid would and Uh it's very cute there's there's a great scene actually where he's hanging out with the the girl where he like die just like jumps into this big lake and he's you know swimming around I thought that was pretty cute too. I had made a note about that. That was which that also. Brought... I like Adam Brody jumping into water. He does it in Growing Up Brady too. He jumps into a pool. Yeah, he does it in the OC definitely as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this pool's galore in that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I also I I was I actually I watched this movie with my sister, which is mm. rare. Um, not it. It's not rare that I watch movies with my sister. It's rare that I watch the podcast things with other people. Um, but I watched it with her, and so we were kind of talking about it afterwards, and we kind of both came to the conclusion that like I, I felt, I I almost felt it would have been better if it ended with them not being able to find his remains because I feel it would have had this like really potent ending of showcasing what happens to so many families of it's like so many families just go n- not knowing and they never do know and I know that that's such a bummer but yeah. it really felt like that's where the movie was going because then it was so last minute that it was just fixed like oh just kidding I remember where I buried him now like we can go get him it felt a little like too perfect and I almost wish that it had ended sadder, which I know is weird, but I'm just that type of person. You know, I agree with you. It did sort of feel like that was where it was um, a heading. And I think that that ending where they find his body is kind of what makes me say that it it feels a little bit more like it's a play than a, mm-hmm. a, a film. Because, yeah, that ending just makes it... F- it it even though it is clearly a catharsis for the family to find their their family members body so they can bring him home and bury him and and all that it like somehow manages to feel anticlimactic in how like predictable it is i guess i don't know what yeah, it is like it, and it I... feels it feels you know what it is it feels like a hollow victory like it feels like they they find the body but then they're at the funeral and they still kind of it feels like they're just as broken as they were when they set out to do it well i almost i almost felt like because you saw during their time there that they were kind of healing as a family 
and you know the brothers were getting along a bit Mm -hmm. better and like the father kind of realized that he had to be nicer to sorry bob realized he needed to be nicer to patrick and like not be as hard on him and stuff so i kind of thought that that was gonna be what they got out of it and it was like okay they weren't able to find him but they were able to kind of come together this as his family but you're right then it's like they found him and they went home and they kind of just seemed i'm not i mean i'm sure that they got i'm like that closure is uncomparable to anything else but it just felt a little off for some reason yeah i i guess it's like from a story perspective as an audience member, it it almost felt like they were trying to like force closure, you know, where I didn't yeah. feel like they're like, like I am okay with movies that imply a move forward towards like that. It just imply progress. Like I don't need the characters to be perfect by the end of it. I just want them to have clearly learned a little bit of something that pushes them towards becoming a better or healthier or happier person in, in movies like these. And so I feel like them finding the body was sort of this like book ending kind of like, yep, and now everything's okay and we're done and it's all over and now they can move on. But like, that's just not how it works. And if even if they had found the body and there was a scene after that showed that like, no, it, it doesn't just resolve itself that easily, then maybe I'd be a little, I'd feel a little differently. But there wasn't. It was just a very brief funeral scene and then the movie ended. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. Okay, do you have any do you have anything else? I just hate to say one more time that war is bad. Uh <laughs> and I I would like it if we would stop, please. Yes, that's the, I think that that's the one that's finally going to get it to, to You know, be I don't over. think I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I think maybe I just solved war. Good job. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna move on to some maybe more upbeat stuff? Yeah. Uh, that you so may have. Do, do, well, hidden, should we should up we, your sleeve? Should we rate rate this movie first? Yeah, I let me give it. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> it's just I have to think about so many things. I'm gonna give it a six and a half leeches out of ten. Yeah. Just oh, that's it. <laughs> That is another great scene when Adam finds a leech on his body. You never told me there are leeches. You never asked, I yeah. think is the line, which it is incredible once again. Um, yeah, just because there was a lot of good in it, but it just wasn't cohesive in a way that that would make me give it a better rating. Yeah, actually us saying the funny parts back again now, I find them funnier than when I watched the movie. Because I think when I was watching the movie, I just sort of was tired by that point where I was like, listen, you can't like, like it's when it's like when you're in a really crappy mood and someone tries to make a joke to cheer you up and you're and you're just too far gone at that point where you're like, Mm -hmm. I can't do this right now, guys. I would also give it a six. I'd give it a six and a half uh, coconuts out of ten because there's a funny scene where Adam is spacing out. And he doesn't realize that his dad is trying to talk to him about coconuts. <laughs> okay, what 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 um, exciting things do you have up your sleeve? I got some Adam Brody news for everybody. For, first things first, Adam Brody adjacent. Carrie Mulligan just won uh, another award for Promising Young Woman, which is well-deserved. Oh, did she and win at SAG Awards? 
Uh, I, you know, I don't actually know that one. That's the one that, that just happened, so probably. I hope. Uh, the one I'm, I got a notification for that literally was yesterday was the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Um, uh. Cinema Vanguard Award. Uh, so I, I just thought I'd point it out because, like, that movie was... Because she deserves it? Fucking awesome. Yeah, and she totally deserves it, so good job. Um... Also, side note, Adam has started to do interviews where he has been asked about his recent resurgence into the the public eye, and I uh, I I think that we're we're riding that wave like I predicted. <laughs> I think we are. I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, activity on Twitter that is making me think that 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 there is a big a big wave coming. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And it's perfect because Adam Brody can surf on that wave. <laughs> um, the, the main thing I want to talk about is that uh, Adam had an appearance on the Unqualified Anna Ferris's, uh podcast, Unqualified. Mm-hmm. And he talked about a lot of things, but the main takeaway that I think I and everyone else had was him talking about how him and Leighton met, which was very cute Josh Schwartz, who produced the OC, I think created it too. Uh, yeah. Introduced them at a restaurant, and he was talking about how he was like instantly like thought. <laughs> this, these are his exact words. He said, "I was very attracted to her from the jump. She's a heavenly creature. I thought she was gorgeous." <laughs> and then even when we did the movie, which is the oranges, which we'll get to, uh, there was a chemistry there. But I was seeing someone, uh, and I <laughs> just the way that he talks about her every time that she is brought up is just beyond adorable we've talked about it It before but like man can i tell you a secret Mm -hmm. i listened to layton's album for two hours on repeat yesterday (laughs) (laughs) how'd that do you how'd that treat you um it was i was kind of in a trance but it was like my one, I was kind of in, I was like out of it and it was my one string to reality. Yeah. Um, that, my that's one a good tether. String. It was very good. It, it It's a very good album. <laughs> she, she is kind of, um, I mean, Adam, Adam called her a heavenly creature. I feel like she has a sort of ethereal. Absolutely. Her voice and the vibe of the music is like just so of another world it's incredible it's like heavenly she she she's an angel she's an angel (laughs) um yeah agreed not no argument here um the the other thing that adam said about layton that i thought was really adorable is that adam said that she was literally joan of arc (laughs) 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 which which is funny taken out of context because obviously you know She's not Joan of Arc's dead, um, but I just you don't really... know that she hasn't been reincarnated. You're fucking fair enough. Yeah, I maybe don't know that he jo- was being maybe he was serious. Oh, he's hinting. He's letting us know. What did Joan of Arc actually do in real life? Because my only touchstone for for Joan of Arc is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, I think she pretended to be a guy and fought people, right? <laughs> Or is that she's the man starring Amanda Bynes? <laughs> I'm definitely not the same thing. Both really good, not the same thing. 
She was like a she was like a soldier, wasn't she? Joan of Arc did something important, and so did Leiden Meester. So they're the so they're, they're basically the same. The same. Yeah, um, but Joan of he, Arc is a saint, and I, well, I knew that. So is Leighton Meester. So oh, okay, same thing. Yeah, he said he said that Leighton's never been rude to a single person in her life, <laughs> and she's his moral <laughs> compass. Which I just uh, it's it's just cute. Love is good. That's. <laughs> War is bad, love is good. Hi, it's me, <laughs> the Beatles. I'm here to tell you. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's me, John Lennon, writing Imagine. It's me, Jonathan Legend. War is good. <laughs> love is... Wait, war is bad. <laughs> love is good. Wait, did you just say that John Legend thinks that war is good? No, I said John... Wait, did... <laughs> you definitely said Legend. Hi, it's me, John Legend, the fifth Beatle. I'm here to tell you that war is good. Oh my god, we have to get out of here. Oh, but Joe, we can't. We're trapped in podcast hell. Remember we made a de- we made a deal with that 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 devil and he said you have to keep doing have to keep doing podcast till Adam Brody quits I tried acting. to talk you out of it but he was so hot and you just listened to everything he, was, he said he was you so just agreed. charismatic too oh man he had that nicely uh that nicely pressed suit you know I can't say no to a man in power yeah I have issues <laughs> <laughs> we all have issues we're doing our best um that's kind of all I talked about. I, there's also a real, there was a really funny article I read that came out uh, in December of 2020 called um, Please Stop Casting Adam Brody as a Douchebag, which is just someone <laughs> just pleading desperately with, with Hollywood to stop ruining their perfect image of Seth Cohen. I don't know if I'm weird, but I kind of like when Adam Brody is a douchebag. Me Only too. because... Of- only because I know he's not in real life. Like if I was if I was unsure, yeah. I would hate it. But because I know what an angel he is in real life, I love when he plays douchebags. Because it feels like you're in on the joke. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all I had. <laughs> That's it. I said okay. John Legend was the fifth Beatle. I'm not coming back <laughs> from that point. <laughs> I just can't believe you said it and you didn't even realize. Nope. Head empty, no thoughts. My one last thought about Missing Brendan is that the the actor who plays the grandfather played Santa Claus in Elf, starring Will Ferrell, um, and which also came out in two thousand three, and it really tri- it tripped me out the whole movie. Starring also Zoe Deschanel, sister of Emily Deschanel. Star of Bones. Jesus, fuck! I uh, I should. When you said Emily Deschanel, I was even like, wait, what do I know her from? I'm so stupid. Is this, is it? Is that what's gonna happen when we run out of Adam Brody movies? Is this just turns into a Bones <laughs> podcast by default? I mean, we'll see when we get there. Can we call it Bony Quest? <laughs> no, that's terrifying. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Brody Quest. Uh, If you join us again next week, we will be talking about a few TV spots that he was in uh, between 2004 and 2007. Oh, Jesus. That's a widespread. 
Yeah, I also wanted to say we forgot to mention, I made a note to talk about it in the Grind episode, and then we didn't. Um, the Donnas had a music video, Too Bad About Your Girl, uh, which Adam also appeared in. I don't think that we're really going to bother talking about it in an episode, uh, because he did appear as his character from Grind, along with the the three other dudes from the movie, uh, you know, to just kind of goof off and skateboard while some some punk girls play their punk music and it's a fine music video and you can find it on youtube if that's something that you're into um another quick thing is i just mm-hmm. wanted to thank adam brody lover who listened to our request and made a growing up brady fan cam which yeah. was wonderful i was very delightful. much appreciated that yeah and on that note thanks to everybody who follows us on on twitter and does all the you know the liking the tweets and the replying to them and all that stuff and if you want to join that group of people you can find us on twitter at brody quest pod um and you can also shoot us an email if you have any adam brody content you think that we should take a look at on the podcast and that's brody pod at gmail.com well with that thank you for listening i'm josette and i'm shannon and acknowledge us now or lose us forever It's okay, nice that this episode's short because I am I have limited time to edit this week, so that's yeah, good. yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, like I said, make it as short as you want because it's like <laughs> kind of it's a kind of a bummer, and we didn't say much, so nope. you can just cut out anything you want, honestly. Yeah, except okay. for the parts when I was really funny. Yeah, except for those parts. Those parts are always parts I leave in. Okay, good. It's just because sometimes I listen back and. Um, I'm not funny at all. So then I'm like, <laughs> he must have cut out all of the parts when I was really, really funny because uh, I'm missing. Like, there's none of them here. It's weird. Yeah, no, that is really. Yeah, it's, that's weird. I definitely haven't been cutting out all your best parts for and and deleting them to make myself look better. That's ridiculous. Hmm. Why would you even say that? I don't, I, I don't like the way you brought that up. What do you mean? Because it seemed like. Well, it, I wasn't accusing you of that until, but then you kind of brought it up like it was something that maybe you I don't know what you're done. talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want to sync up the audio? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.